0: Welcome back to Not Average, the podcast with Julie Young from KoreanAmericanStory.org. In today's episode, Julie shares a drink with Mikey Fresh, the senior artist relations manager at Genius, a digital media company known for providing annotations and insight on lyrics from all genres of music. Mikey shares how he fell in love with hip hop culture and how he's found his way creating a unique career out of his non-traditional passion, becoming one of the top experts in the hip hop industry. The video version of this episode is available on our Facebook and YouTube page, which will be linked in our show notes. Now, on to Julie.
1: Hey everyone, it's Julie Young for Queen American Story and Not Your Average. Today I am sitting down with Mikey Fresh. Hey, what's up? (laughs) Uh, Genius. You are the senior, I don't have to say senior, <laughs> artist relations at Genius, right? Got it, yes. Okay. And so, I mean, to be totally 100, before today, <laughs> I didn't totally really know what Genius was. Obviously, I it was music related, online, all that stuff, but right. So it started in 2009 as just a rap lyrics like.
2: Yes. So crazy as it sounds, I mean, I think this is a story with a lot of startup tech companies these days. So it was started by three college friends, <laughs> you know, three, three bros who loved rap. You know, they, they loved rap and they were just like, there needs to be a resource out there, almost like Wikipedia, but for for lyrics, for rap lyrics, because, you know, Especially now, like you don't know what these what these things right. <laughs> are saying,
1: <laughs> so they
2: they just they you know they knew there was a need for it, and obviously before Genius, there was a lot of um, popular lyric websites. Like I'm sure everyone knows A Z Lyrics and Metro Lyrics and stuff, but they wanted to really take it to the next level um, and not only make it like a lyric resource, but have explanations for the lyrics, mm. annotations. So they mm. could you know if you're clicking on an obscure Jay Z reference where it's like a, a triple entendre that that you can click and it would have an explanation. Yeah. Wow,
1: okay. So that was 2009, yes. but now it's grown into this collaborative, seemingly endless music online resource. I mean, I would say, yeah,
2: it, it's a combination of a social network, a resource, and then also our um, our video content has really taken off.
1: Right, the yeah. original video content. Yeah, yeah, so we
2: have about six, seven different series, um, and our YouTube page has just exploded. Now Like we're- five million yeah subscribers, <laughs> <Exactly. I think. laughs>
1: shout out to the video team at Genius
2: um, they, they work really hard and, and it's not and obviously it's you know I play a small role but it's an entire production staff mm-hmm. an entire um Artist relations staff. I work with three other guys.
1: Okay, so. and they're global now.
2: Yes, right. So obviously, with you know the explosion of reggaeton and obviously K-pop,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right?
2: Now there, you'll see um, pretty much every country has their lyrics on Genius from artists from Europe, Asia, Africa, everywhere.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah. that's amazing. Amazing. So ten years strong and it just continues to grow. Right, right. and
2: the, our biggest thing, the social media component of it, is that it's it's crowdsourced. Mm. So just like a Facebook account or Instagram right. account, as a user, you make an account, you make a profile, and you can start to transcribing the lyrics first.
1: And the accounts are free, or yes. do you pay for that? Yeah, it's okay. just like
2: signing up for- Like um, Facebook. Yeah, okay. exactly, and you build a profile. And with that, um, as you do more annotations and as you just transcribe more lyrics, you get points on the site. Okay. And with more points, you get more privileges.
1: Okay. So you can
2: become like an admin. You can become an intern.
1: So you work for free. Yes. <laughs> for genius. And that then, is genius. But you know, I think
2: Genius still in 2019 is one of the few companies where um, a, lot of the, a lot of the staff are former interns.
1: Mm, so okay.
2: through your, your, the points you get in your site, you can be invited to be an cool. intern at the company and, and get a job.
1: Very cool. Yeah. So if you hustle that way, you can, who knows what can happen. Exactly. All right. Exactly. That's amazing. Okay, let's, cheers.
2: Oh, because always. you know <laughs>
1: sure.
2: it's been a long time coming
1: I feel it's like it's so true so true yeah i'm so happy that you're here because here's the deal honored to right be here. honored like, to be here i'm researching you i'm trying to <laughs> anyway as i always do and you really can't find much about you <laughs> online which is crazy nowadays and you're so often behind the camera yes. right and helping others 100%. who are in front of the camera So, let's talk about you. (laughs) (laughs) Were you born in Jersey?
2: Uh, Okay. Okay. Yeah, where were you born? Take it all the way back. I was actually born in L.A.,
1: Oh, you were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was
2: born in Compton, you know? Okay. Oh, in
1: Compton. <laughs> yeah, All so, right.
2: So um, my parents, uh, uh, they're both from South Korea. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that they both came to L.A. in the late 70s. Okay.
1: You
2: know, I, I know uh, obviously a lot of Koreans were migrating mm-hmm. there at that time. And they
1: came together. They were already married?
2: No, crazy. They uh-huh. came totally separately. Okay. And, and just happened to meet through mutual friends. Okay. And I guess... You know, nine months later, I popped out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, but, you know, I, I should, for, for the records. I know people will freak out they, if I claim I'm from L.A. So I moved <laughs> to New Jersey at the age of one and a half. Okay. Yeah.
1: But you were born there. Born, uh, born there.
2: Okay. Um I, I still have a lot of family there, a lot of friends there. So I, it's, it feels like a second home to me. Mm-hmm. Ever since I was three, I, you know, I spent my summers in L.A. Okay. Shout um, out to Torrance, South Bay, Redondo Beach. I was always hanging. I have, like, 50 cousins.
1: Okay, you kind of have a California vibe here. Yeah. yeah, I can see it. I <laughs> it's can a part see it. I can see it. Yeah.
2: And then you know, my my family has always had close ties to the city of LA. Mm-hmm. My grandmother, unfortunately, she uh, had a store lost during the mm-hmm. riots. Okay. Yeah, so that was like a big um, mm. a big turning point. I think for my family to be like, you know what, we, we should probably get out of Compton, mm. go to the South Bay. Orange County, Mm -hmm. you know, the Valley, Mm -hmm. Diamond Bar. Mm -hmm. So yeah, everybody, I think that was just like a a turning point in Mm -hmm. my family's migrations Mm -hmm. (laughs) throughout Mm -hmm. Southern California. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. But so your parents moved to Jersey. Yes. Why?
2: My father, he had been in L.A. by himself, but his parents, they came to New Jersey first. Mm -hmm. My grandmother and my grandfather, they just so happened to find jobs in factories in in, in Southern New Jersey. Mm. And uh, for the record, this is like not North Jersey. I know people get <laughs> <in> uproar. <laughs> but this is like um, the Cherry Hill area, which is like uh, 30 minutes from Philadelphia. Right. And then they were consistently telling my dad, oh, it's so nice over here. The houses are cheap. There's no <laughs> violence. And, you know, my, my dad is a family man and, and, and you know how it is. He wanted to obey his parents Mm -hmm. so he made the decision to bring us over here yeah okay
1: so you grew up in cherry hill or i grew up so
2: i grew up in the cherry hill area i just Mm -hmm. say that because no one knows where i grew up it's a small town called mount laurel (laughs) shout out to
1: mount laurel
2: um but yeah it's right next to cherry hill 30 minutes from philadelphia hour and a half from new york
1: okay and only child
2: only child yeah did you did you guess that or how did you
1: I might've known it. Okay. No, I might've known it. And so what was it like growing up in your household? I would say it was
2: the pretty regular suburban Korean American household. My mom was always in the church, super Christian. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Did she
1: work? Did your mom work?
2: Yeah. So ironically enough, my parents both became postal workers. Mm. At post office in neighboring towns. Oh <laughs> yeah, wow! Yeah, my mom worked at the Cherry Hill post office, and my dad worked at the Mount Laurel post office.
1: Like delivering mail. or Yeah. In the post office. So
2: my father actually was the guy in the mail truck getting chased by um, dogs. <laughs> in the my mom, um, she worked in inside, sold stamps and stuff like that. Okay. But at, at that time, you know, it, it just for them, they always explained it to me like it, it was just a good job for security. Yeah. You know. I mean, um, nobody's
1: mad at that. Exactly. Right? It's a government job, yeah. so
2: they have a pension now. They yeah, you know, shout to them. They actually retired a couple years ago.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
2: you know, they're 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 comfortable. They're not, they're not rich, but they're comfortable. Okay. Yeah.
1: But so, growing up only child, Cherry Hill, Korean American. Yes. What was that like for you?
2: Um, I'm gonna say like it was. You know, looking back now, I can say like, wow, I, I had I had a great childhood. I grew up in a relatively safe area. Um, I had a lot of friends.
1: Did you have a lot of Korean friends?
2: No. So okay. where I grew up. Uh, Terry Hill, there's a decent-sized Korean American community, mm-hmm. but in my town, from elementary school to middle school to high school, there was like three Korean kids in each one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I really was at a place where I, I just I like I knew I fit in. Obviously, I was you know I grew up there my whole life, and and it was easy to relate to to, to the white kids, to the black kids, but mm-hmm. I always just felt a little like damn, I need to find my people or mm-hmm. find my tribe mm-hmm. because you know kids are 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 vicious. Mm-hmm. So being that one, you know, Korean kid at the lunch table.
1: You were other, you, you were other, other. And then you yeah. open your
2: lunch, there's like kimbap, there's weird smelling banchan, <laughs> yeah. everyone's like, ew, ew. And you know, as a kid, that, that affects you yep. inside. It affects you, like your your self-esteem, yep. your confidence, feeling like you don't fit in. Yep. And I think maybe, yeah, for me, it's kind of like made me a little like anger, bitter. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, why couldn't my parents have stayed in LA with, with um, the rest of my cousins, you know, right. cause they, I would talk to them and I thought they were so lucky because they got to go to high schools where everyone's Korean, right. you know? And right. I was just like, damn, I'm stuck here. And like, even my friends, my white friends and black friends, it's like, I connect with them and I love them, but they're all kind of, you know, people have racist little, they don't know they're being racist, right. but it's just, you're the difference. So sometimes right. it'd be, oh, the Asian jokes and stuff like right. that. Right. But with that, you know, I, I think it helped a lot. Cause I, I, it, I got thick skin fast. Hmm. And I was able to use that as ammo. So it's like, you know what? After a certain point, I was like, they're gonna talk all this shit, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk shit back. So I became a shit talker. So I okay. became like, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm not gonna be the weird Asian kid. I'm gonna be the loud, boisterous, you know, assertive and have a presence. Okay, yeah. so you
1: didn't shrink from it, you...
2: I think I grew, yeah. yeah. But I think at that time I didn't realize it because, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I think this is, um, common with a lot of Asian Americans. Males, it, it's like you're almost trying extra hard to be seen, to be known, to be tough, because you're trying to compensate for mm-hmm. always feeling mm-hmm. inadequate or, you know, not feeling masculine enough. Right. Yeah, especially right. when you're growing up in a non-Asian community. Right. Yeah.
1: So when you were growing up, would you say that you, you know, you were like, I'm Korean American? Or, you like, what was the identity label at that time?
2: Oh, man, so... I was definitely, man, maybe up until I moved to New York in 2004, like really probably running away from my Mm Korean side. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just because, like, you know, in in my town, it wasn't cool to be Asian. There was Mm -hmm. no Asian friends. But even in the things that I loved, like uh, music and and, and sports, there wasn't that. There wasn't, it's not now. There wasn't Crazy Rich Asians, Aquafina, and FM, and Jen. Even those guys weren't around. So, at that time yeah I, I think i was really almost embarrassed and ashamed mm-hmm. of it and i was I was just like so obsessed and emerged with hip-hop culture because mm-hmm. hip-hop culture felt like the exact opposite of mm-hmm. korean culture you mm-hmm. know like this is like a rebellious say what you want do what you want be who you are kind of uh culture and you know as a young kid you, as a Korean kid you're like
1: oh, you fuck, love that this is awesome yeah, yeah. 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 they curse they yeah. smoke yeah. bloods they yeah. drink
2: like this is great yeah
1: <laughs> and so when did you discover hip-hop culture
2: um, very early. For me, I can remember, wow, being 11, 12, MTV, Yo MTV, mm-hmm. Yo, MTV, MTV Rats. yes, yep. the early Tupac videos, the yep. videos, yep. and just being like, I think at first I really didn't even know if I liked it, but it, it, it was so compelling, so yeah. shocking, so gritty, so raw that yeah. I was just like, it made me more enamored with it, mm-hmm. and I wanted to know about it, and I wanted to learn about it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and then obviously... I got introduced to the Wu-Tang Clan.
1: Oh, obviously. Because yeah. <laughs> we all get introduced <laughs> to the Wu-Tang Clan. When was that?
2: <laughs> this was in, um, oh man, it's so crazy. Because they're, early on, um, the way I discovered a lot of music, especially rap music, was through skate videos, skateboard uh-huh. videos, I was, I was a little skater kid. Okay. And they would have these underground skateboard videos and a lot of the soundtracks were hip hop music. So mm-hmm. it was like, wow. like. I already love skateboarding, but now there's, there's this gritty soundtrack mixed in and I'm discovering. Right. Yeah. So right. I just like, I don't know, something about it just, just spoke to my soul like around 13, 14 and I became totally like obsessed. I wanted to know who was in it. I wanted to know the history of it. I wanted to know the artist. I even wanted to know who their homies was. Mm-hmm. So I was the kid that was getting the CDs looking at the linear notes, see mm-hmm, glutes, mm-hmm. reading the it.
1: small print. Yeah, yeah, the shout outs yeah. and stuff
2: like that. So yeah, it, it kind of just really um, yeah it became an obsession around 14 or 15. And I, I was so like, wait, why the hell are they the Wu-Tang Clan? Are they Chinese? Are they Asian? It, I just couldn't believe like that it a bunch like of a dope ass black right. dudes yeah, would, would name themselves the Wu-Tang yeah. Clan. And, and it made me feel like, oh my God, like, okay. Maybe Asian culture is cool, right? These guys who I think are the coolest of cool embrace Chinese culture, right. embrace Kung Fu and made that. So that it's funny, but like the Wu-Tang Clan was like a huge, huge influence on me and helped me even feel more confident in myself mm. and in and, and my culture and be like, yo, these dudes are the coolest and they think think Asians are coolest, (laughs) fuck everyone else. Right,
1: right. That's awesome. So when did you decide or think that you wanted to work in the music industry or somehow with hip hop? Or when did that happen? I
2: would say like in high school, I, I became like the CD bootleg guy, the, the Asian kid where <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, you got that new Jay-Z? So, so, and through that, I, I was also very early on checking all the rap websites and okay. I wanted to know all the news. So literally like, I, I was like, you know, I was like sway in the morning. I would come in and then all my friends would standing around and I, I would tell them about everything that's happening in hip hop. Like, yo, oh
1: Jay-Z <laughs> and Cam are beefing now, this one. And, and just like,
2: oh, how do you know this? And I would spend hours on the internet reading. Wow. And this is before like, rap blogs became a yeah, thing, but all yeah. the forums, all the, like the old school AOL Geocity sites that were kind of like Wikipedia about rappers mm-hmm. before um, Wikipedia. You
1: yeah. were that for your friends. So
2: yeah, and I, I didn't realize at that time, but I, I was doing journalism, I was mm-hmm. reporting. Yeah. I just didn't know what it was, I was just curious. Yeah. So yeah, like it, it was always like in the back of my head, like a dream, like, man, what if I could get a job in rap? But then you know my parents they hated hip hop so I was gonna never, say you know, yeah I always had to like tiptoe around it, um, but yeah like shout out to like a lot of my high school friends because they would always kind of jokingly say like man you're gonna be like a rap reporter like you're gonna be like Kurt Loader okay. one of those guys
1: Cart Loader yes my
2: age thirty three <laughs> no I love that so, I feel that makes me that that makes feel up. better yeah, 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 like,
1: yeah Shout out Um, to, yeah. Yeah, but
2: they were always like, man, you're going to be like one of those guys. And I was always just like, ah, nah, nah, never. Because it did not seem realistic. It didn't seem like realistic there could be an Asian man as an authority in in, in hip
1: hop. Right,
2: right. So, yeah, like all through high school, I was kind of just the hip hop Asian kid.
1: So your parents knew you were into hip hop? Yeah, and they hated
2: it. And they hated it. They they hated it. They're like, they hated it where I would get the new double XL. Um, yeah, on Friday, <laughs> and then I'll come home from school on Friday on Friday afternoon, and it'd be in the fucking trash can. I'd be like, "Mom, would be like, yeah, my mom would be it like, you, you this is bad. You don't," because yeah. they didn't understand. They were right. just the right. curse words, the violence. Yep. They, they didn't get it. Yeah. So it, it was did they a, want
1: you to be a doctor or a lawyer or engineer?
2: Of course. Yep. Of okay. course. <laughs> so like, obviously, my mom is super Christian, going to Christian church, and you know what comes with that is you're constantly becoming being compared to her friend's kids right, who are right. lawyers
1: and yep. are mm-hmm. or
2: on their way. Mm-hmm. So I was always like, they were just like, oh my God, what's wrong
1: with you? <laughs> Trying to force
2: me to go to Kuma. <laughs> what did we do wrong? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, you know, looking back now, I'm like, oh, they just wanted what, what was best for me. And uh-huh. I was just a punk ass kid. Yeah, not thinking things were important. Like I education. mean, that's what
1: parents always want. Yeah. But so do they realize how successful you are now? <laughs>
2: Well, you do you know, realize I'm, how I'm successful you are now? I'm, I'm getting there, but um, yeah, like when I got to college, I started um, interning like at the source at the Source Magazine, which is where'd like you a, go to college? Uh, Pace University, right mm-hmm. downtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what
1: would you major in?
2: Um, I majored in business marketing. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I didn't realize I wanted to get into journalism until I was like a junior. So it was kind of late to switch over. My parents were like, no, we're not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're not paying for we're not, you yeah, exactly. to go to, yeah. we're, we're,
2: we're not starting yeah. over. But they, they, they became supportive when they knew that I was taking it serious. And, mm-hmm. I, and I was getting like, real internships. And I was mm-hmm. really pursuing a career in it. Mm-hmm. You know, at first they were scared. Like, oh man, he's going to try to be a rapper. DJ's not going to work.
1: <laughs> Did you ever want to be a rapper? Oh, uh, of course. <laughs> of course. I, I rhyme books, but that's like the dream. Like, come on, I'm still uh-huh. young enough
2: to, when Jin when came on Three Style Friday on BET, <laughs> it was like, yo, yes, we can do this, man. I'm I've like, got a
1: chance. Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah. sure, but
2: very short-lived. Cause okay. I, I, I suck. <laughs> I tried to DJ, I tried to make beats. Okay. I tried to do all that in, in high school, and I was just like, wow, I have no musical.
1: Talent. <laughs> that's not where my gifts lie. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: So I was just like so desperate to figure out a way
1: to be I, in it still. Yes, but, exactly. but you know what? That's so smart because I think a lot of times kids will think, like, oh, I'm just going to be a rapper. I'm just going to be whatever. And they're not all, you know, you may not have the talent necessary, but there are these other options, right? 100%. So that's really amazing that you figured that out.
2: Yeah. And, and to be honest, I really didn't know, like, what the jobs were, but I had remembered from reading all the album credits. There's mm. like a, an executive producer and an AR, right. an art right. director. Right. So I was like, "There's some, they're, yeah, yeah. They're, these guys are being paid for something." Yeah. So I yeah. just went in that mentality of like, "There's something I can do in hip hop. I'm gonna do what it takes." And then, yeah, lo and behold, I was on Craigslist one day, and the Source magazines like editorial intern. And I was like, "I'm trying it."
1: And was that in college?
2: That was in college, yeah. I was like a junior in college. This was uh, probably 2005, 2006. Mm hmm. So, yeah, I completely made a fake-ass resume because I had no experience <laughs> in writing. I made a fake resume, and I was like, yeah, I interviewed Nas for the Pace paper. I never worked for the Pace wow. paper. Wow, and yeah. you got it? I got it. So it, it, it's so embarrassing. So this is like a hip-hop magazine.
1: Yeah. And I just I,
2: didn't know how it was going to be, right? I
1: have to say, they must have been a little surprised to see you walk in for that interview.
2: And imagine their look when I come in a fucking suit. <laughs>
1: To a sports magazine. They're like, dude. I came in a
2: suit and with my resume and like a binder. Everyone is a in a resume
1: and a binder. And, yes.
2: Everyone is in hoodies, That's t-shirts, hilarious. fresh clothes, and they're just looking at me, they're like, thinking I'm probably like someone's a rapper's name Right, right, right. But I'm like, oh, I'm here for the interview. And they were like, okay, okay, cool. <laughs> so yeah, I went in for an in, for an interview. Um shout out to Big said. Um he was the guy who interviewed me and was definitely like my first mentors in, in music. Mm-hmm. And even though I was this weird Asian kid in the suit, like we spoke and he knew that I knew about hip hop. I was going to you know, say, you like must have impressed
1: yeah, them yeah, with your knowledge. Yeah.
2: And especially this was like 10 years ago. So yeah. it wasn't like all this Asian rap stuff wasn't right. It was just Jin and right. FM, like that's right. it, and Snacky right. Chan and a few, few people. But right. so I think they were kind of like testing me. Like they were like, all right, let, let's see if you really know your shit. And right. I really knew my shit. You yeah.
1: Know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So from there I interned at the source for about two years and you know back then interning at a rap company is like working for free yeah yeah like one day you are interviewing artists the next day you're fucking cleaning out the fashion closet right yeah
1: right right but what an amazing experience for you as a young kid
2: 100% like within the first three weeks I got to interview like 10 of my favorite rappers um I'm I'm meeting editors who I've read their bylines in magazines for Mm -hmm. years so Mm -hmm. I'm just like oh my god I, you know like these are the guys i read and now they're like asking for my input
1: right
2: and not only that just learning the city right If they're like yo mikey we need you to go um cover a show in brooklyn in the hood somewhere like, you're
1: like it okay. wasn't like this
2: is how you get there it was right. like get there and come back so you know i was a kid from new jersey so i'm like navigating the subway mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to get in i get there your name's not on the list mm-hmm. it's like you know i'm doing that whole thing fighting with people so mm. yeah it was definitely like training ground for like hip hop survival in the yeah, US city. Yeah,
1: yeah. 100%. But what tenacity? Like you must have had so much tenacity and just ambition and determination to to not be beat down by that. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: yeah. I mean, and, and don't get it wrong, there were some times where I'm like, is this fucking worth it? Well, that's what now? I'm thinking
1: because I would also think as the Asian kid coming into the hip hop world, everything and everyone would basically be like, Oh yeah, let's see if this kid can make it, 100%, right? One
2: hundred percent, and and I, and I felt those looks. Like, I'll yeah. go into events. I'd be the only Asian kid. Yeah, They're just like I'm sure. Well, what?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, then then like you know, like not to toot my own horn, but I felt like when it was interview time, when it was time to do it, they were like, oh. Right. Yeah, Shorty knows right. his stuff. <laughs> yeah,
1: you showed that you really know what you're talking about, and
2: exactly, and yeah. That's like the thing with hip hop. Like, if you're real and you know your stuff, you will be accepted, no matter right. if you're white, Asian, yellow, brown. Doesn't matter. It's, it's all about. It's so cliche to say, but keeping it real, like, yeah. I don't recognize real.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So you intern there for two years. Yes. And then, so then you're done with college, right? Yeah, done with college. And thank then, God. <laughs> what happened after college?
2: Oh man, so... And at
1: that point, were you like, did you know what you wanted to do then? Or were you just still like... So
2: yeah, at that point, I was definitely like, man, I want to be a, a hip hop editor. I want to I write for a magazine. Okay. Um, but at that time, it was like, like I said, I had done two years at The Source, mm-hmm. and it didn't seem like I was gonna get a job so my parents are also like oh you know <laughs> your little hip-hop thing was fun but like mm-hmm. they're saying they're like you should meet with my church friend's nephew the hedge fund <laughs> you know what i mean they were just like oh, okay yeah stop you're right right it was you ran around you were in college you ran around with your right. head backwards you had fun um but yeah like around the same time that i was ending my source internship ending college oh, so crazy just just by chance A close friend of mine was a close friend of Miss Info, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: who I'm sure. Minya,
1: shout out to Minya. Okay, yeah.
2: So if anyone doesn't know, she is like a pioneer, a trailblazer for uh, Asian-American journalists in hip hop. Um, She's been doing this for well over 20 years. Um, Countless Vibe magazine, cover stories, uh, articles that literally have. 20, 20 years later, they're still talked about. Yeah. She um, did the infamous Five Mike Nas interview.
1: I've been trying to get her on Naya for <laughs> quite some time now, but yeah.
2: Yeah, so it just so happens I mean, Like a good friend of mine was like, Yeah, you need to meet my friend Miss Info. Have ah. you heard of her? Have I heard of her? I've <laughs> right. looked up to this woman since I was 15 because right. I was the kid reading the Source and vibe from 15, and I would always see Minya Oh, Miss Info. Right, right. Like,
1: you're like, What? Yeah, Korean chick? and what? it's crazy. Yeah, because yeah. you were
2: like, Not only is she definitely Korean, but it, she's a woman,
1: right? So I'm like, dude, I know. who is the
2: and then eventually, you know, she became Miss Info in Hot 97, mm-hmm. so her face became visible. So I was just like, mm-hmm. Wow, she is like. I need to meet this nun somehow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and I just got lucky. Um, so this
1: friend introduced you to her.
2: Introduced me to her, but for a reason, she was looking for an assistant intern at that time. Ah. Yeah. So that's when she she had launched um, her personal blog, Missippo mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and this was when the rap blog thing was exploding. Yeah. And becoming like you know the the forefront of rap media. Mm-hmm. Man, it was tough. so. She
1: hired you. Yeah, to be her yeah, assistant. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay.
2: Started as an intern and worked my way to assistant and, and and then one of her producers. But yeah, she you know if anyone knows Miss Info, she's not just like oh okay you're Asian I'm no, she's Asian not. so you're down no she's about her business yeah yeah you know what I mean yeah. so she put me through the ringer you know for like the first year yeah um but but like you know God bless and and God bless her and I, I I think you know I feel like I can never repay her but she. Um, Took me under her wing and Mm -hmm. after a year of like being her assistant guy, I became her mentee and she became my mentor. And, you know, I I think at that point, obviously, there's a little, like, Korean camaraderie. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I became her 동생, and she Mm -hmm. became my nuna, and Mm -hmm. it was really, like, man, she taught me the entire game. She brought me around all all over New York, introduced me to the biggest executives, Mm -hmm. the biggest artists, Mm -hmm. let me film and produce her content, Mm -hmm. and not just, like, introduce me, but letting, like... You know, like ebro at Hot ninety seven, yeah. no, like yo, this is my guy. Right. So like, right. and through that man, I I had met, I met the world and mm. I, I met everyone in the industry who I needed to meet. Mm. You know?
1: And but I need to emphasize like yeah. that like, th- the fact that Minya would do that with you, she, that definitely she's not she's not just like okay, come like you're yeah, gonna exactly. you know like she is gonna make sure that you are worth her time. Her energy her reputation you know all of that stuff so you definitely must have impressed her
2: so like it, it, it's kind of funny because before i even met her she, and i knew her blog was exploding i was always sending her content
1: mm.
2: like cold calling okay. like, "Hey, you don't know we miss am okay I've been a big fan for a year but here's some videos i filmed here's some stuff i filmed and then one day out of nowhere she like post, posted my stuff on her blog before i even got to meet her and she okay. was like Hey, shout out to my reader, Mikey Fresh. He got these exclusive Jay-Z videos. Uh-huh. And, and I was just like, yo. Felt like I had witnessed the, yeah. the Grammy. So when I did yeah. get to meet her, she was like, oh, you're that Mikey you're that Mikey Fresh kid. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So really, yeah, I I I like owe her the world for just mm. you know guiding me through the industry.
1: I mean she's I'm such a trailblazer who else there's literally like you can't there's no no one one else that's her like in the hip-hop for sure world and then
2: even like through her I I got to meet a lot of the other Asian American journalists Mm -hmm. who I had read for years like Mm -hmm. even you know he he's become like an older brother to me now but when I was a kid I used to read Donnie Kwok's bylines in and Vibe um people like uh Hyun Kim Mm -hmm. who I used to read and when I met him he Mm -hmm. was so awesome and even Toshi, man. Even, even Toshi, man. I used, used to read Toshi stuff, and then when when I met these guys in New York, they were so cool, and they they embraced me
0: mm-hmm. as
2: a little as a little mm-hmm. brother. And I grew up as an only child, so I was like, "Wow, man, these guys are awesome." It a lot. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So when did you start working at Vibe?
2: So see, this is what I would love to stress to all the young people out there and who are trying to get into media and and, and journalism.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Never ever burn any bridges. Yeah so it's so crazy i i was done my internship i graduated college and I'm, i was working at goliath which is like a it was a sneaker boutique uptown mm. so i was doing like their blog and their digital work but it, you know it was like a, a 12 dollars an hour job mm-hmm. at, at a college so it was just like i need to get something fast right. one day i'm sitting around i get a call i pick it up and, it, and it, it's one of my former editors at the source this lady named chloe hilliard shout out to chloe she was like, hey, I'm at Vibe Magazine now and I was just wondering what your deal is. I haven't heard from you in a while and we need someone, we need a part-time writer. Wow. So she's, and she's like, you know, I always remembered you. You were like that Asian kid. You had like, you know, street, you were always fresh in streetwear and you knew your underground underground rap. So she's like, hey, why don't you come on by for an interview? So, you hustled yeah,
1: hard. And hustled hard, she so. remembered it. Yeah.
2: So a lady, yeah, who I worked with, as an intern years before, she gave me a shot at, at Vibe. For me, it, it felt like, oh man, this is like, uh, like the passing of the torch. Yeah. Because everyone from Minya to Donnie, to him, they all worked at Vibe, Yeah, it's like, okay, this is how you start. You get, yeah. you get yeah. a job at Vibe yeah. and you build yourself yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. But you guys were right, you're like the four Koreans that were divided. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's more. I, I don't okay. so right. know the name, but shout out Serena Kim, even Dao Oh, right, yeah, oh, they, right. A, right, a, right, There was a
2: lot of names that they okay. were just, yeah, they were right. there. So right. So, right, all right. Um, but yeah, shout out. My to bad. Any, I didn't yeah, Teddy
1: Five was an
2: Asian hip hop writer in the '90s, early 2000s, because you guys all inspired me so yeah. much. I w- I would read your names and feel like, like okay, paved the it's way. possible.
1: Yeah. And you were the music editor. That didn't come to later. So I literally so come to buy, later. I started
2: from the bottom. Freelance events cover, uh, events editor. No, not even events writer. So basically, I so, was like the bottom. They were like
1: not you, even staff yeah you, were you gotta feeling. go to the event okay.
2: none of us want to go to every <laughs> for like the but i was happy yeah i was happy to make a hundred dollars an article hundred and fifty dollars yeah. an article at that time
1: yeah
2: um but yeah thankfully I, I was like the the kid who was like willing to do any article any struggle or anything, so. But let me
1: ask you, so at this yeah. time, did you have a focus and did you know where you wanted to go? Or were you still just like, I just wanna be in hip hop somehow?
2: So at, at, at this time I was like, you know what? I wanna be a, a, a hip hop journalist. journalist. I wanna okay. write articles, okay. I wanna interview. Yeah, okay. I wanna be that. Okay. Yeah, at that time I was fully like, this is my passion. Okay. Because I, I had fallen in love with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Over the last, yeah, yeah. through my internship. Okay. You know, Because me, I was still a fanboy, so I was like. I get to interview Nas. <laughs>
1: Fuck yeah,
2: like I'm down. I want to interview Nas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but,
1: but yeah, okay. I, I
2: worked my way up the total pool. I became a freelance um, music writer. Then I became an assistant editor. Then I became an associate editor. Then I became the music editor. And then I I worked there for seven years. So when I left, I was a senior music editor. Um, and that was you know the only other position higher was um, editor in chief.
1: Mm-hmm. Which
2: was oh man another mentor of mine Dayton Dayton Thomas who is like a trailblazer in the hip hop media game mm-hmm. He's like the guy who started the freshman Double XL mm-hmm. um, list mm-hmm. He he was editors at yeah at all the all the big magazines Yeah, so he also after um, after Info uh, obviously I, I was still working with her but I had gotten a full time job at Vibe. So he became like my young. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. okay.
2: Big dates mom from Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: it's only been vibe and genius. Yep. And you've only been a genius for two years?
2: Uh, actually, just celebrated my one year.
1: One year. Yeah.
2: So, also through, throughout this time, I was still freelancing for a lot of people. So, I, mm-hmm. I was like writing for Billboard, MTV, mm-hmm. Complex, right. and just like doing random consulting gigs for artists, helping them get their digital stuff going, helping, helping them shoot videos, connecting mm-hmm. people. So. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, getting money a little here and there. While this was all happening, I was, I finally got to meet all my Asian American hip hop brothers. I got to meet Snacky Chan. I got to meet Far East Movement, Jin. Um, and all those guys too like embraced me as a little brother mm-hmm. and gave me a lot of confidence and, and they would tell me something like hey don't worry man we know you're gonna be someone big one day like keep with it so mm-hmm. shout out to them yes yeah, especially um, Snacky and Far East you know Kev and James those guys really early on when I like I wasn't even sure of myself they always believed in me yeah
1: yeah Yeah. they're so great
2: yeah awesome We've loved- films for forever
1: yeah Yeah. you know now you're actually it's funny cause you're like yeah I was music editor at Vibe and whatever <laughs> but there have been a couple of times where people have said to me like, actually a few years ago when you were still with Vibe, you know, do you know this Mikey Fresh guy? Like I want to get to him and we (laughs) want to like tell him about this artist and like, you know, you were like the guy to get to if you had an artist that you were repping or if you, you know, whatever. How does that feel for you? Like Asian American man (laughs) being in this industry that's not populated by Asian Americans and having that role.
2: Can't lie, it felt... I felt so, I felt like I was finally being recognized for my years of hard work, Mm you know, because Mm -hmm. like you said, as an Asian American in in hip hop, there was always that like, I need to be, I need to know more than the next guy because I'm Asian and, you know what I mean? I need to show them that this is, I'm really a part of the culture. I'm not a tourist in the culture. So yeah, it, 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 you know, it got to a point when like, you know, artists that like i had been fans of for years were like, "Yo, Fresh, I need, I need that interview, dog. Or, like,
1: <laughs> right know, this was like the right. best interview
2: of my life." Or like, yeah, yeah, it, it felt like, okay, finally, like this, this, this is real. Like, yeah, and there was no more second guessing of like, am I cut out for this field? Am I? I'm like, nah, I'm a part of the culture. You yeah, know? and like, um, you know, I'm at, I'm at the same parties with Puff Daddy. I'm yeah. at the same parties with whoever. Yeah.
1: So. When did that happen? When you were like. I don't have to prove myself anymore. I
2: like <laughs> so I think, you know, I got started around 06,05 intern assistant. I would say about maybe 2009, 2010, 2011. I felt like, okay, wow, I'm, I'm being invited to Kanye West's listening party. Mm-hmm. I'm being sent around you know, uh, press trips around the world. I got, mm-hmm. I got to see a lot of places that I would never have seen before just to go interview artists mm-hmm. and, and do cool stuff. So,
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, I, I think after maybe eight years in the game, I was finally like, wow, I'm doing what I want to be doing and I'm getting paid. Right. Like what I feel like I should be getting
1: paid. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah.
2: those early years, it was like, you're getting paid shit. So you're eating Shin Ramen and, and <laughs> Spam and <laughs> right. all that stuff. Yeah.
1: Do you still deal with... Because I imagine that you did before, haters who are like you're this Asian American guy who like is trying to be hip hop or so whatever. Do you still deal with that? Yeah, yeah. For sure, every day. Still?
2: Um, especially now with that social media is a thing. Yeah, everyone feels like they can say what they want right. from the privacy of a because
1: everybody's a so brave behind the their so keyboard.
2: It doesn't bother me personally because mm-hmm. as an Asian American that's been embraced by Black culture by hip hop culture,
1: mm-hmm.
2: we're, we're, we're guests in in, mm-hmm. in, in hip hop culture, whether mm-hmm. we feel it, in a, whether we identify it or not, like we are guests.
1: Oh, so, I um, love that, wait, I love that you recognize that. And I think that that's probably part of why you're so loved <laughs> in the hip hop, no, for real. Because, you know, there's sometimes when people who are just so defensive about it and like, no, man, I know more than like whoever, whatever. And it's like, eh. Yeah. Okay, that right. might be true, but still, yeah. you're a guest.
2: We're a guest. Yes. And even, you know, and, and it's different for people who... For Asian people who've, like, grown up in the projects and they only grew, grew up around um, Black people and they, they're like, you know, I call them the N-word, they call me the N-word. So, like, I I, I, I understand, but the reality of it is we, we are Asian people in, in Black culture mm. and that have they have embraced us, you know, mm. more than that. And mm-hmm. they we obviously we're people of color too, but we do not face the same hardships right. that black people face. Right. You know, like even when I'm out with a bunch of my hip hop friends and we're shooting a video outside and the cops roll up, I know I'm the one that needs to go. Talk.
1: Mikey, go talk to the cops. Of course. Yeah. And,
2: and, and yeah. it's just like, they don't, they, you know what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. I'm happy to do it, but it's like, wow. Like, you know, and I don't want any, anyone to take this the wrong way, but like as, as Asians in hip hop, like, when it's time to when the cameras go off and it's time to go home, we get to go home. Yeah, they still live with it. They still they still you know black yeah. people of uh, Hispanics and Blacks still face the whole
1: like stepping outside your door is life threatening. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly,
2: yeah. and we know even like you know all our hip hop agents. When we're together, we're out there. We're talking and yeah. slang. We're, we're dressed up. No, totally,
1: cops don't mess with us that yeah. much.
2: And if they do, they're just like, all right, guys. We, yeah, you guys are like some kids that yeah. think you're black. Go home. You yeah. know, and yeah. It, it, yeah.
1: So, and like to be clear, we all know there are exceptions. The things that, that have yeah, happened and whatever, sure. but it's you know completely different for to be like you know my husband is black and my son is. Black Korean, but black, and it's like the fear that you have just on a daily basis for your loved ones. You know, it's it's not the same.
2: Something that it's not um, the same. Yeah, that we'll, we'll never be able to fully realize, even though we can. We're allies and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think that's that's especially now with with K-pop taking off. And think about K-pop. One of the biggest elements of K-pop is a rap verse. Yes. That is something that was created by black and Latino youth in the South yes. Rocks. So yes. It not created in Seoul. So yes. it's something that like
1: It's a little bit of I have a conflict with that honestly. Me too, me too. And I was in Korea a few years ago and I was talking to these youth about, you know, their favorite K pop artists and that type of thing and I was like, you know, where this is all this is all inspired by hip hop and like, you know, black music culture and, and you know, like I'm a little conflicted because there's such a lack of appreciation and understanding. Exactly about I, I that,
2: it would just take. They just need some education. Yeah. The same way, they make Korean Americans do kumon in, in America, <laughs> they should hip hop kumon in Korea. Just, they should just to teach those, the k-pop art. They arts, should like. You know, they this should is an art form in a culture that started. In the South Bronx, on, on Sedgwick. Like, yeah. You know just, just yeah. know, just know where it's coming from. And as and sort of his, like a survival,
1: know where- you know, like a tool for su- yeah. survival. It was what like this know? outlet. We're,
2: We're smart. We love to study. Like, yeah. Come on. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah.
1: No, for like totally for real.
2: <laughs> but that's also something that, um yeah, you know, I'm just passionate about because I, I've, I've always been, I felt like I've been so embraced by um, the black Latino community that it's like, yo, I need to be a voice for the other Korean Americans to, to just know what's up.
1: Yeah. But you know what? I have to say, you know, in my life experience, I feel like actually that black and Latino culture is much more accepting. Obviously, this is a huge generalized yes. statement. No, no. But in my experience, <laughs> um, once you prove yourself, which is not hard, it's like, you know, there isn't this long drawn out like whatever thing. It's like if you prove yourself to be genuine about whatever it is, I think the acceptance and the love from the black and Latino community is faster than I agree. other.
2: They, they love our culture, too. They, they, they love yeah. you know, all the young rappers. They love anime now. Like <laughs> Bonchon is the biggest thing. <laughs> oh, 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 my, 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 my. Like, yo, we got to go to Bonchon and all this. So it's like, yeah, it's like a mutual thing. Like they love our culture. We love their culture.
1: Yeah. You were talking about when you were younger, your Korean American identity. How has that evolved?
2: Oh, so once I got to New York and once I started meeting other Asians who were like minded, who were just as passionate about hip hop, just as passionate about the culture as I was. That's when I think I really started to appreciate my culture and and, and embrace it and, and for from the ages of five to seventeen or eighteen, I was like running from Korean culture. Right, oh no, dude, I'm hip hop now, But once I got to New York and and you know started hanging out in Chinatown, started hanging out in K Town, and started meeting like all these dudes who were like they look like me, they dress like me, they talk like me. I was like, oh shit, okay, like we can we can still embrace our Korean roots and embrace hip hop in the same way. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I think that was a huge turning point for me of just moving to New York and meeting. The K Town and the Chinatown community and mm-hmm. getting love from them, mm-hmm. Um, I'll say like it was kind of funny because I didn't know anybody here, but it, like some people started realizing, yo, there's like this Korean kid at the, <laughs> <and> the vibe. Yeah, who is that? Like we
1: gotta like we
2: should beat him and we yeah. should let him in the let, let him in the hero, <laughs> let him in the circle, <laughs> in front and yeah. So um I think getting embraced by the existing Asian American community in K Town, LA, and K Town, New York was was helped me get in touch with my roots and, and finally be proud of like, yo, I'm so happy and so proud every day that I wake up as a Korean American. Yeah.
1: You yeah. Know?
2: But yeah. And that was a lot of like, uh, I think a lot of identity issues that mm-hmm. I had to, I'm, I'm honestly still coming to terms with and still mm-hmm. embracing. Um, mm-hmm. I can barely speak Korean. I don't know a lot about it. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of running a joke, you know, Danny and Dom and Donnie, <laughs> they kind of always make fun of me because I'm like the least, Korean or whatever in our, in our <laughs> social group,
1: but
2: yeah, it, it's been something now that, you know, now that I'm 30, I'm like, so like, I want to know everything about it. I yeah. want to be a part of it.
1: Yeah. 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 Do you, have you been back recently?
2: It's crazy. I, I haven't been back since 2014,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but like, this was like a moment for me where I was like, oh my God, it's all coming first circle. So in 2014, I was invited by Red Bull to come cover the BC1 B-Boy competition mm-hmm. and like, you know, and you can imagine as a kid whose parents were always like, stop trying to be Blacks, run away from hip hop culture, be more Korean. Now I'm telling my mom, hey, because of my Korean hip hop, I'm being invited to Seoul right. for a week
1: right, to right. be,
2: you know, right. li- live it up, so. And, and that was just like a huge moment for, for myself too, to being like, wow, I worked all these years, and now like the thing that, you know, my parents thought was gonna get me nowhere has got me back to.
1: yeah." Their, their yeah, to the motherland. Yeah, yeah.
2: so I, I haven't been back since 2014, but um, I'm I'm going back soon in, mm-hmm. in, in a couple months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a business now okay. out there. Yeah, All I got some. Right. <laughs> okay, so, so right. that's also spiraled into some business for me. Yeah, nice, which is awesome.
1: So, what is some advice that you would give to want to be journalists? Well, and so, then I'm going to ask you about harsh, for like artists, I'll, for aspiry, artists, aspiring. for aspiring,
2: <laughs> um, oh, you know, I, I would say so much,
1: my, such a nice, <laughs> You're right. okay,
2: <laughs> you know, off the rip from the jump, like you really have to know your subject matter and what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think obviously now we have a lot of tools on the internet that can give you cheat sheets and cheat codes on hip hop or yeah. whatever your, 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 your specific topic is, mm-hmm. but that's not enough, man. Like you, you have to really know it in and out. Mm-hmm. you know otherwise you're not going to be respected and it's going to be very obvious in your interviews that you just you don't know your subject you don't know right. the
1: culture right yeah so and especially okay, as you so say as a guest in the culture yes. you've got to go you above and know. beyond
2: like yeah like it, yeah. It, it's fun to do you know all this mumble trap rap stuff but you should know where it was created yeah and where, how it's evolved so yeah. i would say yeah just be informed to a t mm. yeah first and, and foremost
1: what about advice for artists for aspiring artists
2: Aspiring artists, okay, you know, for my job, I literally interview rappers.
1: Yeah. Not only rappers,
2: all genres every single day. Mm -hmm. And right now, we're obviously in the technology era, in the the social media era, where everyone is trying to make a viral moment or troll somebody or, you know, something to be controversial to your music. And that is something where when we... As media folks, when we can recognize that, you know, you're just trying to make a social media stunt, mm-hmm. it's not authentic. Right. You know, so just just focus on your music, focus on who you are, mm. you know, and if a viral moment will happen from that, if your music is as good. Right. You know, right. So just just the music, focus on the music.
1: Right. Right. OK. What's been a career highlight?
2: <laughs> um, man, there, 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 there's, there's so many. Um, You know, like the first time I was able to do the red carpet for the Grammy Awards, I Mm -hmm. felt like, wow, like. This isn't the MTV Awards, it's not the BET Awards, this is the Grammys. Right. I'm on the red carpet next right. to E!, next to right. uh, Entertainment Weekly. Yep. So I think that was big when my company trusted me to, like, to be like, you know, you're gonna be the guy representing our company on the yeah. red carpet. But also to be able to like sit, have a dinner with Nas and he's somebody who I idolized since I was a kid yeah. and, and just to have a real face-to-face conversation yeah. for him to be like, you know what, like I respect your opinion, you know? But then also I think a, a career highlight for me was was meeting Miss Info and getting embraced by her. You know, yeah. like to this day, I just feel like I am so lucky because you know she doesn't just have thirty assistants and thirty guests. So. Right, and she's somebody who she's yeah, tough. I looked up to. I mean, to she's for a long tough. Yeah. She's tough. But um, yeah, yeah. And, and then also like when I was a kid, I really wanted to travel. Mm mm-hmm. And thankfully my job has let me travel the world mm-hmm. you know all through the caribbean europe yeah. uk all kinds yeah. of pages <laughs> yeah
1: no that's amazing
2: yeah and and, and you know i think the, the biggest career ha- highlight of all is getting my parents approval and having them feeling proud of my career and what i do because as any korean american you just want your parents to be proud of you and yeah. finally that i was able to show them that this like You know, this music that's evil and demonic, actually,
1: I'm
2: getting paid. Right, (laughs)
1: right, right. So that was the
2: biggest accomplishment for me is proving to my parents that despite um, them not really understanding why the music is violent and graphic, but that turning into something that's like, you know, I've been paid off hip hop for the last 12 years.
1: Yeah. What are some dreams you have for the future?
2: Um, You know what? At at this time in my career, I I really, really would love to get more involved in the the K-pop scene. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. In what way? Um, so right now I, I do some managing and consulting for Hire, right, um, right. Jay Park's label. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um,
1: With Ted Park. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I co manage Ted and, you know, through that, I'm just learning so much about the industry because he obviously is a Korean American artist who mm-hmm. is now getting fans in Korea. hmm. So we're just really kind of navigating that. Okay. How do we balance a gyoko guy who signed to one of the biggest K-pop stars, right. you know? So, yeah. Right. It's just cool now that like, yo, the whole world is embracing Korean music. Yeah, yeah.
1: But so do you like managing? You like that?
2: For me, I I do love it because um, I feel like for me now, I finally get to give back the wisdom and time guidance that that Miss Info gave to me. Right. You know, like I I get to share with, with young people and it's still, I'm so passionate about like, I want young Korean people to not, I want young Asian people to win. Yeah, we are just as skilled and talented as everybody else. Yeah, but we have certain barriers. Obviously, you know, the bamboo ceiling and all. Uh You know, that's a whole different story. But yeah, I, 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 you know, I want to see, I want to see us take over the world.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's right now. It's like the moment is kind of just starting right now. So you want to get in there while it's like just emerging. Be an agent,
2: creative, like.
1: Yeah. Okay, so this is um, a question that I actually came up with for the six ninety nine per pound podcast Ooh, that out I'm out now and JoJo. like, um, Love them. <laughs> since I came up with it and it's my podcast, <laughs> I, I use it here too. What has been the most significant relationship in your life? Not necessarily a romantic relationship and why?
2: Shout out to all the girls out there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know you get hit up on the DMs. I know you get hit up on the DMs. I know you do.
2: No comment. I, I, I probably wouldn't have said this, um, Five ten 10 years ago, but, um, growing up, going to church with my mom and, and really getting in touch with my spiritual side, I, I think the most important relationship I have in my life is with God. Mm. Yeah. Cause I, I do believe he's responsible for everything that's happening to me now, mm. but without my family, without my mother, I wouldn't have never... Even
1: had that led relationship to that. with God, yeah, yeah, because
2: she was there. Yeah. Um, so I think that first and foremost, but um, my mother- And is it
1: like a very Christian sort so, of vantage point, or are you um, just more generally.
2: It's a, it's a more spiritual. Okay. You know, I, I grew up in a Christian American church where. I want to get hated on, but like, you know, Christian American churches, a lot of times it's like a, a fashion show, it's about.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, which family has the yep. biggest
2: Lexus, yep. wh- who's, who's, yep. uh, uh, dry cleaners doing no, the best. Real. Yeah. So that's like so that kind of turned me off, but just finding that relationship with God and Jesus, yeah. I, I think has helped me. So I, I am more spiritual than believing in the actual church, okay. but also my parents and my grandparents,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, they have instilled in me everything that I know today. Yeah. And they, I realize now that they were always just looking out for me and, um, and, and my father and my, my, my grandfathers just taught me how to, how to, how to be a man. Mm. And, and now that I know, like, you know, when I was young, I was like, you know, Jay-Z is my role model. But then later in life, I'm like, No. my father is my, is my role model, my yeah. hero. I want to be just like him. Mm. And I could pray that I could be as good as him because he, yeah, he put it all on the line for it just for me.
1: That's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> I, no, seriously. So tell me something about Mikey Fresh that everyone knows about you. (laughs) Well,
2: everyone knows that, you know, I'm obsessed with hip hop, that I'm just like, you know, Mm -hmm. the hip hop Korean guy where it's like, all right, Mikey, I need to contact Atlantic Records. Mm -hmm. I need to contact that Def Jam Mm -hmm. so they can just, you know, they know. And I'm glad to help anybody who needs assistance. Mm. And, and, you know, and not only Koreans, like, young people. Like, I want all young Anybody? people to, yeah, exactly, hit me up. Like, you know, <laughs> not afraid to share this share. That's
1: very generous of you. Okay, so tell me something that no one knows about you. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was coming.
2: <laughs> Yo, I secretly still want to be a chef.
1: What? Yeah. What? You're going to drop this at the end of the <laughs> interview? What? Yeah, but oh my like, yo, I front. like, I
2: can I grew up watching Ken cook and I grew up watching the Food Channel with my parents. Oh my even God,
1: like I'm like, like not, not prepared chef, for okay, this. Not a chef, but I
2: want to be, be on some, I want to be like Rachel Ray. Wait,
1: so are you a good cook? <gasps> Because, you, uh, yeah, no, so. you know, women love that shit. No, I do I, there. It, it's
2: something that I, I definitely picked up, like, uh, later in life. But, uh, yeah, I'm, like, so... Okay,
1: I, like, I, I could those. tell from your, you know, online persona <laughs> that you like food. You're, yeah, you appreciate so, yeah, good food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't see this whole, like, chefery.
2: <laughs> so I do, yeah, I... You know, if you... Ask, I, mean, I
1: saw that you grow herbs A Genius. That's cool. Basil, basil, <laughs> legal herbs, legal Although herbs. you were cutting it on yeah. uh, paper towels, but so okay. I think
2: it's just like a side passion of mine. Okay. You know, after you're obsessed with hip-hop for so long, you look for other outlets. Yeah. But yeah, I would love you to... You know, the ladies like <laughs> I want to make
1: oh, I know. A especially yo.
2: in Manhattan. Yeah. So for real. Instead of going out, to <laughs> Exactly.
1: Or, yeah. <laughs> Let me whip you up some... Uh, <laughs> Okay. That is a good one. That's a very good one cuz you shocked me with that
0: one.
1: <laughs> um okay, so you gave me a career highlight, mm-hmm. give me a life highlight.
2: Um a life highlight. You know what? Um graduating college w- was a life highlight for me.
1: Really? Um
2: in, in high school I was like a terrible student and I, I just always hated school and I always just just I was just not uh, academic person mm. so the fact that I was able to get accepted to a college in New York and go when like and even my family that they were all thought I was going to be back after one semester really yeah because in high school I was like oh, shit my mom's gonna see this
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was like your typical you know wannabe <sighs> I was doing what young kids does I was running like around, knucklehead uh, yeah. hop mm. so yeah, I, I just like everyone was just like, no, you're not. Yeah, he's gonna be done. But for me to just recognize that this is the one thing I have to do yeah. to prove not only to my to myself, I had to prove to because I wasn't even sure I had to believe it, but this is something I wanted to prove to my family, to my mom and dad, mm. because they you know, had always pushed for me to do better in school, to violin lessons, and I always mm. fought it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it, it was a life highlight because I know they were super proud.
1: Yeah, of, oh. of me walking
2: down because, yeah, I got in some trouble in high school. Mm-hmm. They didn't get to see me walk the graduation in high school. They okay. didn't see me to get to go to prom because I got banned for all that stuff.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, so. We missed some stories then. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> thank God. <laughs> Maybe next time. <laughs> next yeah. time, yeah. yeah Part j- two.
2: J- yeah, really, that was like a big for me because also my um before my grandfather passed away, he got to come to my graduation and it was at oh. Radio City Music Hall. Mm-hmm. My grandparents were, you know, just... Their mentality they, they didn't push my dad and yeah. stuff to stay in school yeah but they didn't realize later how important it was so yeah i think it was a, a just such a moment for me to see my grandparents and my my mom and dad at my graduation
1: yeah oh, i love that yeah. and you know what shout out to, to your parents also to accepting you know what you've come into and understanding that you don't have to be a doctor or a lawyer or like whatever else exactly, to be exactly. you know proud of your son and what he's doing, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, they see me, you know. They see me doing Korean music and K-pop stuff, yeah. so they're just like,
1: yeah,
2: <laughs> they're so oh, down. Yeah, I love my, my, that. My dad, my dad texts me BTS. The updates. <laughs> I'm like,
1: dad, I know. So.
2: They're, they're they're in it. They 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 keep up. They they watch Aww. my interviews. My mom watches all, and she's I like, love "Oh, that. but she still critiques." She's like, "You say like too
1: much, posture." Too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah,
2: so but sit up, Mike. Yeah, sit up. but they watch, and and uh, yeah. I'm I'm pretty touched. Oh, yeah.
1: I love that. I love that. Well, cheers to you, Woo. Mikey. Thank you wow. so much for doing this. Cheers.
0: This episode of Not Your Average was produced by Julie Young and edited by AJ Valente. Thanks to Kimberly Young-Sun for allowing us to use her artwork for our logo. Follow her on Instagram at Kimberly young Sun and visit our website, KimberlyYoungSun.com. We'd love to hear your feedback. If you have any suggestions or thoughts about the podcast, please write a review on iTunes and rate us as well. Feel free to message us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and visit our website, KoreanAmericanStory.org. Now Your Average is part of KoreanAmericanStory.org, dedicated to capture, create, preserve, and share the stories of the Korean-American experience. Thanks for listening.